2016 presents Hello, Emma, don't ruin it. Hello, welcome to 2023 Grainsplaining. And have we got some treats for you? It sounded very enthusiastic, Alex. Not feeling <laughs> enthusiastic at the moment. I hate January. I hate New Year. I hate this time. I. I hate I hate January. I hate people in January. I hate it that everybody is like productive and best self. I hate it. I hate goals. I hate it when people go on dry January and stop drinking. I hate it when people stop drinking energy drinks. I hate it when people stop eating fast food. I prefer it when people have no goals. They hate their life. They drink a lot. They eat a lot. <laughs> Alex okay okay let's rein back the hate january is hard but we're gonna we're gonna cover those topics let's start with our quick fire questions before alex goes on a rampage worst thing and the best thing about new year um the best thing about new year is well i have this theory that for me anyway and it's always proven to be right that Odd numbered years are good, even numbered years are bad. So the good thing about this new year is that I'm going into an odd numbered year, which means I'm going to have a good year. The worst thing about new year, as I've just touched on, is the people. I hate it when all my friends, I've only got about five, but I hate it when they stop drinking, they start being productive. I don't want to be productive. I don't want any goals because it stresses me out because I don't when I don't achieve them. I hate it when people stop drinking. I hate it when people start being healthy and I just hate it. Like just mm. can we get rid of this shit and just go back to being how it was. I hate it. But I do think a lot of it is just like a marketing lie and it's not real at all. Um I prefer even numbered years, so that's interesting. No, uh excuse me, odd numbered years are kind even numbered years are nasty mm, interesting um my favorite thing about new year is i don't know i find new year hard but i think sometimes i'm like oh at least it's only january like do you know what i mean you can no. make excuses for yourself because it's like the year's only just begun you can be a bit gentler Right. Oh, Christmas has only just been. I try and be a bit slower and more mindful, but I guess other people are on the complete opposite end of that spectrum. The worst thing is all the things you say, just the pressure to be the best from day dot when you're still suffering from like a New Year's Eve hangover. I'm just like, I'm waiting for my friends to just go back to normal. Just be like, oh, <laughs> okay, back to the energy. Because it's just like they be they become this like, random person that i wouldn't really have been friends with mm. it's annoying and then i'm like oh i feel bad because i'm still 
um, I'm still lazy and whatever. I'm actually not lazy. That's one thing about me is I'm not lazy, but all the other bad things could apply. But the mm. but it just annoys me. I, well, I get very existential over New Year and kind of just feel like, what's the point? I'm wasting my life. What's the point in even trying? <laughs> because I'm going to die eventually in one year. Alex. I'm to dying. I'm not going to leave anything on this planet just like everyone else except Stop. CO2 emissions. No one. Stop. If I if I die and in a hundred years I won't have ever existed, blah blah blah. That's what happens. I'm still in it. Okay. Well, what was your highlight of your day today? Um, Columbia Road Flower Market. I really want to go there. Did you buy lots of flowers? I bought some dried flowers for my room, and Cute. I bought a plant, a huge plant, and he was only five pounds because it was at 2 p.m and last time i went to columbia road flower market i got a massive rubber tree four stem tree 10 pounds so wow it's amazing. bargains what about you um, i saw my grand today and she was trying to teach me how to knit and it was just really cute and i could tell she was like watching me getting frustrated but she was trying so hard to teach me and her patience and her concentration face. I was just, I just love her so much. Um, that was cute. Huh? Have you knitted anything yet? Not an actual item. I've just been knitting squares to practice my technique and my casting on and off. It's taken me a while to get the hang of it. Well, a lot of people that knit are very old, so you've got a long time probably. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Um, Right, you asked the question you wanted to ask. What did you get for Christmas, Anna? I got a new microphone, which is really exciting, but I opened the box and was a bit overwhelmed of how to set it up. So expect amazing audio in the next episode. <laughs> what did I get? Well, I got an... Actually, yeah, I did, actually. I got an Instax printer. Cool. I got... What else? I got two coats, a record player, and some vinyls, and tickets to go see Lion King. Ah, oh, Lion King. And Have you seen it before? When I was very little, and Eve took me to see Matilda. Ah. Oh. Yeah. I love the Lion King. Well, yes, Seems I... like a good Christmas. Um yeah do you want to know another thing that annoys me this is not going to be a happy episode and i'm sorry but i can't help it this is i like i hate january for this reason as well every social interaction i have with someone this is how it goes hi hi do you have a good christmas yeah it was chilled how about yours yeah it was chilled it was nice everybody just goes oh yeah it was really it was it was a chill one actually this year <laughs> yeah, we just it was a it was a really chill one this year. It was nice. God. I have heard a few people say chilled one, and I'm not sure why everyone this year it. was chilled in particular. I also just like why does everyone ask? Yeah, they get Christmas. I don't want to well, talk about it. It's just like small talk of the season, isn't it? I just don't want to talk about it. It's finished. like in summer, you'd be like, "Oh, you're going anywhere nice this year." I don't get it. Do you know I hate it when I've not seen someone bef since before Christmas? I actually feel sick and dread it because I know they're going to ask me that, and I have to say, 
yeah it was really nice to just stay at home and i know that when i go how was yours again it was just it was chill i don't want to talk about christmas i hate it and i don't want to speak about it and i don't want to speak about new year let's talk about something not that okay um (laughs) if you were a man today what would you do um oh there's so many things i mean there was a man today on the tube that wouldn't stop staring at me completely staring into my soul and i feel like if i was a man today i would have said to the man can you stop making her uncomfortable or even just said hi do you know what what the next stop is to kind of break the stare because Mm -hmm. i do not like it that's the thing i hate about the tube like people think oh staring it's not that deep it actually is it's actually terrifying Mm. they've put so many posters up in the last year though about sexual harassment on the tube which so it was it's good it's positive that they're making it like part of public conversation but it's also a bit scary that it has to be advertised like Mm. don't make a woman uncomfortable um my boyfriend was on his way home the other week and the similar situation was happening to another girl and he said he just started a conversation. Was like, "Wait, where, where are you off to? Your does this line go to this place?" Wow. Um, and I, when he told me that, I was like, "Oh, I'm so proud. Thank you." Like that's yeah. what it's uh, just a simple break in the ice of the uncomfortable situation, but it can go a long way to make somebody feel safer. Hundred percent, and just make it feel like you've got an ally there. Mm. What about you, Emma? What would you do if you were a man? I'm a man today i just i just have more common sense so i could make the lives of the women around me a bit easier (laughs) i don't think i'll go into specific examples because i know i don't have a lot of common sense at times but i have sometimes i'm just like come on come on now I keep using the the term weaponized incompetence because I see people talking about it on TikTok a lot. But yeah. I think it's really true. Oh, I didn't I didn't know how to use the bathroom cleaner. Oh, I didn't know oh, you had yeah. to rinse it off. Or they just do a really like shit. Oh, you do it then. You're better at that than me, so you do it. Yeah. Not that. falling for it. Not falling for it. Like, so I, like, I see people, like, on Facebook, I see people post things like, <laughs> a picture of their kid, right, with, like, two non-matching shoes, like, a dress inside out. Oh, and like, head. oh, the, the dad dressed him today. Yeah, and they're like, oh, ha, 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 uh. you'll never guess well, duh, 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 sent my, sent our kid to school today, ha, 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 oh, my God, laughing. That is not funny. You're telling me a grown man that gets out of bed every day and has a job cannot dress his own child? That is so embarrassing. That's the most embarrassing thing. Yeah, promoting to the internet that your man's an idiot. They're like beyond that. It's just like you're telling (laughs) me this man that survived 38 years that has a job and a mortgage cannot put some clothes on his own child. Yeah, They, they need help. There's app, yeah. they, they're not even capable of independent living if they can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so on to the episode. As Alex has already covered a bit, January blues are very real and a and a true thing. And I think we wanted the first 
episode of the year to be like just realistic about that because I know a lot of people are struggling or just feeling under pressure to be you know productive and smash their goals and I really need a trigger warning with that word I hate it so much what goals no the other one that begins with p productivity yeah I can't even say I just hate that word so much it triggers me it's a lot and yeah we want to just be kind to ourselves and be a bit more realistic about how this time of year can actually make a lot of us feel and I would argue the majority of us I think the whole being um that word is just like an Instagram thing you know new year new me blah 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 blah. but actually it's quite tough for a lot of people I feel like I'm going to get myself cancelled in this episode because I just <laughs> I just don't feel like like I can't hide anything about how I feel I'm I'm to my own detriment I just can't fake it that's the thing and I just I just feel venomous I do for the whole <laughs> of January I don't feel like a good I just feel venomous I feel just like get this over with because I want everyone to yeah. go back to normal that's okay I think people appreciate your honesty Alex and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same I am beginning to realize or think especially across the last few months that I truly suffer from like seasonal depression Mm. I think towards like maybe end of September when the darkness is like creeping in like getting October winter months I just start to feel a bit more anxious and nervous and then the days are getting shorter and then also at work is super busy because it's like Black Friday retail Christmas chaos and I'd say like October through to maybe end of January I just don't ever feel completely like myself um yeah I think a lot of people feel that I think the darkness is like a big thing I was talking about today because I feel like I lose a sense of my independence in the winter because Mm -hmm. I feel more nervous to go places that normally I wouldn't think about Mm -hmm. like I joined the gym in the summer and I was starting going and feeling really good and there's like a alleyway that basically leads from my gym all the way to my house and I can get there in like 10 minutes but in the winter I'm just like I can't do that like there's no way I'm going up there and that just fills me with rage because I'm like I want to be in the gym and being fit and healthy but I don't want to be murdered tonight you know these are the kind of decisions we face I mean I'm like that with like it's actually annoying like if I'm planning on going just to the shop like Tesco to get my tea Mm -hmm. like I actually have started taking the bus for two stops and it's literally like yeah walk and it's like it's really annoying and it's just like I I actually cannot walk there because I'm just like it's petrifying yeah it's too scary and yeah there's there's just such a bigger thought process that goes into the small mundane tasks for Mm -hmm. me in the winter because I have to think so much more about the journey so I definitely think that's a big factor and I guess I've this year I've been trying to think about how can I not avoid seasonal depression because if it's a real thing it's going to happen but how can we make it a bit easier but I think I'm still figuring out a lot of those things it's going to take a while 
but I definitely think creativity is one of them and that's what we can keep doing with photography and fun things but it's definitely hard to find the motivation for them when you're feeling like this it's like a cycle I don't even want to look at a camera at the minute honestly I don't mm, tough ones yeah. I think inspiring like, words yeah well if it's how you're feeling it's how you're feeling I think for both of us we're in a similar place in that we found a job in an industry we love which is great but at the same time it can make the thing you love feel like work and for sure um make it harder to just do those things in your own time it's really hard to like separate those parts of your mind oh, into yeah. i'm being creative for me or i'm being creative because i'm trying to earn money yeah well i hope that made everyone feel really inspired lifted and all of the above alex this is the point where we get to the solutions mm. so we've said january is rough mm. we're like halfway through now aren't we pretty much okay but what are we gonna do to you make it a bit easier the next few weeks because it is going to start to get lighter and things are going to start to feel more fun and payday will be soon oh yeah her well you went you went out today you did fun things i did i this episode i'm sorry guys i'm not normally like this except i am kind of for one month now but do you know what it is what it is i'll be i'll be i'll be back to being being happy i think in three to four weeks okay we look forward to that so what mm -hmm. are you gonna do until that time alex is looking at me with such venom um i don't mean to i just am like i need i just need this time to pass i need everyone to go back to normal i need life to get back to normal i need people to just stop being productive and then I'm just going to be happy again. Yeah. Well, I think what Alex is sort of saying that it's okay to just feel how you feel. Don't feel the pressure to be on the super positive train if you're just feeling a bit meh. But maybe we can go outside, we can pick up our camera and do, do things that will bring us a bit of joy in the meantime. Yeah, I, I'm, I need to plan some more shoots because me and Emma did it shoot with eve and it's actually sick but i haven't shown anyone the pictures yet because i don't know where they're going so i can't show anyone that aka mm -hmm. that under embargo until embargo. i decide I but that's a cool thing we can talk about because that was a shoot you did so alex was very generous and actually invited me to her boss's studio uh, while she was doing this shoot with her friend which was so cool to see where she works and just to see alex like truly in her element of on a photo shoot but that wasn't for work that was just something you wanted to do i mean so Emma's, I was is what she means is emma came to my work and assisted me on a shoot for free and then but thanked I me for letting her work for free for the day so gaslight gatekeep and all that <laughs> but I I didn't see it like that what, because I would never be in that sort of environment on my own and I saw it as like I think it's cool that you're sharing 
that space with your friends and people whereas other people maybe who had that opportunity might be like you know this is for me I don't want to share the spotlight or let someone else like steal an opportunity for me whereas there is like space for everyone you know people like that or do you know what the word is for people like that Emma insecure and very yeah. lame yeah because if you feel that giving others opportunities takes away from your own that means that you are not secure in your own ability mm -hmm. just because Agreed. you you and also you need to remember in this industry the in, i've come to learn very quickly that this industry is very very small and who you are kind to now matters yeah because these are the people you're going to be working for and with for the rest of your career and yeah you need to and be very word gets around of course and, yeah. and you giving others opportunities actually helps you in the long run truly mm. so so i gaslighted emma into coming and helping me and it was also the only way that i could see alex because as we've all learned she's quite hard to pin down so i was happy to make the journey <laughs> Yeah, poor Emma. I do actually want to highlight this. Emma basically does the whole grainsplaining, or does, actually not basically. Emma does the whole grainsplaining, and then I randomly come and speak on the microphone, and then leave again, and ghost her, mm. <laughs> yeah. her for three months. Because it's... basically I have been struggling a little bit. I didn't used to be like this. I actually didn't. I used to be really good. Finding life really tough. I can't speak to anyone. I just have to work and then come and sit on my own. And I'm trying, but I can't. And I just seem to be being swallowed up. I don't, about my I don't think you need to have an answer to it. And I think I knew or know, people know when you have like gone uh, off the map that you're probably struggling or a bit overwhelmed. And the people that know and care about you will understand that so i never want you to feel guilty or anything but i mean i do because it's frustrating it's frustrating but it's something that i think you'll just like learn with time how, like the coping mechanisms how to deal with it it's really hard because because i came from living in yorkshire with my family and having a very set routine to to moving somewhere so busy and stuff like london and having this yeah. mad job and it's just like a, i'm just on like um limp mode do you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i'm just trying Going through each day yeah but it's just on the bare like running on fumes like I, I i can't do anything at the moment that requires any because socializing and speaking to people is so much effort for me anyway it's just like i'm i can't do anything at the minute that requires my anything from me other than work and do tasks that keep me alive like i i need to find a solution to it but i just feel like the whole like i at the moment i've been wishing that i was like a normal or whatever because it's just so difficult to function as as an adult in in a world that i don't understand and i just don't have that support network anymore I'm just like finding it hard. I don't know. I need. I will find a solution, but it's you will. And you do have a support network. There are lots of people here that 
are here for you mm. and the work environment especially in the photography industry we've talked about this like it's not a nine to five it's intense and it's full-on and it's constant and that's not normal for a lot of people that's a just an intense environment and you've given something like a really good go and you've learned so much from it and even if you learn about what you don't want to do in the future that's still a lesson to take with you in the next like step of your career I mean you know? I want to I want to get my dreams and I want to do everything I want and I am I think I'm doing a good job I, think, I think it's just I need I really need to work out a way to function out side of my job I really do and I'm going to but I don't it's have like, like a... yeah and at school and uni I had dedicated staff that knew Would about what yeah that really helped me with that whereas when you kind of get thrust into the real world and away from my family and my home it's like trying to figure that out isn't isn't is really difficult and I think there's something I need to get better at but I mean I want to plan another shoot like the one that we did because the the images from that are so good Mm. and I'm really excited to share that I'm really excited that wherever they get put you'll get a credit on that and I just think that's a really positive thing that we did and I think we could definitely do again yeah so if we go back to like new year being hard and finding like a creative outlet like how do you think you got that idea of the shoot like can you talk us through the process or or how someone feeling maybe similar could bring an idea actually all the way through to the end because that's the hardest part of it really yeah I mean I would say don't like I had no budget for that shoot right so Mm. everything I got was for free bar the Tesco pizzas and I think you have to work with what you've got and you also have to be realistic about what you can create because I think there's nothing worse than if you look at something with a 500,000 million pound studio it's annoying when you have that idea in your head and you can't execute it. So I think yeah. you have to be realistic about what you can ex- execute and look at work that's been done that, that you could realistically achieve with the equipment that you've got. So, yeah, I mean... Just being resourceful. Yeah, exactly. So I actually got the inspiration from that shoot, from a Terry O'Neill shoot with um, David Bowie. Because I find studio you have to be studios a weird photography because it can very quickly look very cringe and very sort of like 2008 but not in a good way like semi-catalogue like it just can Mm -hmm. look awful so you have to find a way of doing something that's not contrived but still cool and I kind of like I I get that people are into like cosplay um, shoots and stuff but I, I don't really like it when sort of shoots end up going down that sort of like cosplay thing I don't and I think it's quite easy to fall into that so obviously I needed a dog for the shoot and I was looking at stunt dogs and they're like 400 pound a day or something so I like posted on a London dog group has anyone got 
the breed of dog that we used that's well trained in exchange for like a professional photo shoot with you and your dog and this dog trainer messaged me and she had that breed of dog and she was like I'm actually looking for some pictures for my website um so I was thinking I could bring my dog for the shoot and then you could do me a studio shoot for my website so no money exchanged hands so yeah. we got to use the dog it was really well trained she was really sweet and then I just did this shoot with the girl and she got like a I mean if she was to pay for that shoot I don't know how much you'd have paid for a, in a studio like that you'd be looking at like I don't know eight nine hundred pounds yeah so like lot. so it's like it was beneficial it was a good both deal. Yeah. yeah so so you get so you have to be resourceful of things like that and think you know what can I offer people other than money and I think mm. that's always that's always really good and then obviously I had Emma that I asked to come and assist me and my other friend Chelsea that works with me so and then the styling like me and Eve just got all the clothes that we'd got together and just built some styling with that makeup I did so it's like very quickly you you find that you you can create something yeah yeah and i mean we all had a really like nice time on that day Mm. and like pictures are cool and then because it was a digital shoot i made digital negatives and then made a contact sheet in a dark room which i'll do an episode on because that was so much fun um so i now had this like contact sheet and i printed it as a negative so it's like hybrid film, I guess. It's taken on digital but printed in a yeah. dark room. And I love that. Cool. It's like you can't always shoot film. Like to shoot what we shot on film would have been above my ability. Mm. Um, and I just thought that was a way of making it mine in a way. And like yeah. I think we can be resourceful like that. And I don't know. I just I want to do something like that again. I thought it was so much fun. I think the key things from it were like there was no pressure at the end to have a specific outcome it was just a creative shoot with you and your friend and it was in a relaxed environment like we had music on and we were just all enjoying ourselves so if you have an idea don't think oh I need to do this to make me feel better or I need it to achieve this thing like just be kind of gentle with the process and just enjoy it step by step I think it's the pressure at the end that can sometimes stop you from being creative yeah and I'd also say gate I know I can only speak for myself um so I know people have their reasons but I would honestly say that gatekeeping ideas hinders and, and gatekeeping your work a lot of the time hinders your outcome so mm-hmm. the shoot was entirely collaborative like the, from the idea to on the day because we were we had had the camera running through capture one so it was on a client screen like we were all gathered around the screen and could see the images straight yeah. away and it's like That's why don't we do true. this why don't we do this and it means that you're you've got three brains that all work differently collaborating and creating something that you'd never be able to create on your own so I Mm. think inviting other creative brains into your process is only ever going to make your work better yeah and it also removes um 
the hierarchy which i can imagine are is on a lot of sets like they're the i don't even know what you call them the director or the main photographer and they're the runners like you can just shout at them um which i'm sure alex gets a lot <laughs> at her work but it was more like this is alex's idea she's got but we're a team and we all just want to create something really cool and the way we get there doesn't matter because we're all just having fun a hundred percent and it's just it creates something i think when when you can empower everyone that's part of the shoot mm -hmm. and you it, encourage ideas i think that's when you because because even if someone says something that you don't want to do it can trigger like other ideas and then yeah. you end up with something amazing and i'm just so yeah. proud of what we did and i can't wait to share those pictures mm. and we I'll all are feeling excited and motivated not necessarily about doing another of the same thing but of maybe what we could do next which is just always such a good feeling um and i think a lot of people will probably have ideas for certain shoots they'd like to do but feel prohibited by the fact that they don't have a studio or they don't have certain cameras or props or whatever but you can definitely be resourceful in what you have but also with who you know because someone will, know someone who will know someone like alex you've said it before you're only ever seven people away from someone yeah and that's what i was saying before about when you were saying oh some people might have gate kept that opportunity when you offer people opportunities it means that when you when you need something people help you out mm. so they offer you opportunities back and i think in it we lose sight of long-term progression when we think about oh i don't i want to keep this a secret because i want to keep this holy mine or blah 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 blah, blah. yeah i think actually in bringing other people in or on and lifting other people up when you need something you've got this whole repertoire of people that want to help you because you yeah. help them and i think actually in the long run helping other people means that you help yourself which is quite awful but it's true yeah because i can literally imagine some people like creating almost a tally in their head like oh i did this favor for them and now they owe me this or and now this person needs to do that but well, what's the point you're just wasting your time and it's not to say that every single person you help is going to help you but you're of creating um a nice reputation for yourself and as a collaborative person and a friendly person i mean you don't want to go to the other extreme where people will just mug you off all the time but i definitely think if you're trying to get out of a funk or like a creative funk working with other creative people is definitely something that will help you a million trillion percent i think the next shoot we should do we should try do on film yeah i mean we could also talk about the new photos we've put on our instagram recently and we did those quite a while ago maybe it was like october or november time but I think it was november. Was, yeah that well that was just alex and i with a pinterest board of like a sort of vibe we wanted all the stuff on the table was just like i literally raided my grand's cupboard and got loads of teapots and a cake stand and candles we didn't spend a lot of money on that either other than the film and the cakes 
mm-hmm. and we still created something really awesome and we we just had fun and even if you got results at the end where you were like uh not totally happy with that you're learning something from it regardless and it's always going to be better better than just you know being in your room on your own and feeling sad like at least you're making oh, something yeah. emma that felt like a targeted attack <laughs> it maybe was a bit but i went to um a dark room i've been visiting recently i went there yesterday and this guy who works there jacko who's an amazing photographer and has done loads of um photography teaching throughout his career and we were just talking about work and stuff and then he's like so what about you when are you going to get in here and make some work and i was like <laughs> like just felt almost you know attacks like when somebody asks you about how your actual practice and photography yeah. is going it like puts you on the spot and he he gave me this sort of lecture slash pep talk which i actually left feeling like oh that was really sweet and he was just like you know if you're not staying creative it means nothing he was like i've lived on not much my whole life but i've always kept photography and being creative going and that's fueled me and that's been my passion and when you are feeling sad but you have that fire in you and you nurture it you'll feel good whereas if you're working your nine to five that's not really fulfilling you and you also don't make time for your hobby whatever that may be you're gonna feel sad so you you need to have a balance and do a bit of both and, and you need to stay creative I think it's really a key to a lot of people's mental health just having something to keep their brain ticking over in that way yeah I mean it's more difficult now that Kodak rose their prices 40% but that's another episode Emma I did write this down because I knew people would maybe um, have things to say about it and it's weird because I obviously work for Analog Wonderland and I don't think Paul, Karen and I have actually talked about it much maybe because it's sort of an elephant in the room but I also think we all knew it was inevitable with everything that's happened inflation the Tories bloody bloody blah a million reasons prices were going to go up and it's rubbish but spending our time moaning about it isn't going to solve anything I think my attitude is like yeah film prices have gone up but if it's what you love and it's what keeps you creative and what makes you happy it's worthwhile investing in in these times of like cost of living crisis and whatever people are going to have to sacrifice something and I completely get that but I would just like implore people to not let the thing you sacrifice be the thing that's creative and the thing that makes you happy because yeah, but you're just like not going to get through it. But some people are going to have to choose between film and heating. Or, I and I just... that. Obviously, that's an extreme situation. But if, for example, my friend Peggy, she's really trying to save money at the moment. So she's um, emailed in us at Analog Wonderland and asked us to send her a box of our old disposable cameras from the lab. And she's just going to have some fun making pinhole cameras and lensless, you know, butchering them together and making all sorts with them. So she's still being creative, but she's finding a budget way to do it. And I don't want people to feel like it's film or nothing. There's so many ways around it and ways we could still stay creative without blowing the bank like we don't all need to shoot portrait 
we can you know, shoot FOMA true. and still have so much fun and brilliant outcomes. Like, don't feel like you have to shoot the expensive films. Like, Portra is designed for professional photographers doing photo shoots and studio photography. Like, majority of us aren't doing that. Yeah, you are, Emma. You were. Yeah. For two well, seconds of Alex. I do. I don't know. I... I I think there are, we just have to be resourceful and yeah. I'm in my black and white I'm in my black and white film era to be honest. Yeah. I prefer everything in black and white. I love it. I so, only ever shot black and white for so long. I think coming from uni cuz we only had um, black and white darkroom facilities and then it was only when I got a job at Analog Wonderland that I started shooting color. But I think um black and white has so many advantages especially with creative things you can do at home because it's just a lot more accessible with certain things and home developing so maybe some of us should just you know go back to basics and just forget about the color photography for a little while till the no, water do a documentary on on black and white it looks s literally stunning mm. The shoot you did, I know it was digital at Rankin, but that was all black and white, and it just looks so cool and dramatic and well, just, I don't know, just got a different vibe to it that I really love. When that comes out, Emma, we should definitely do an episode on that when the pictures are yeah. not under embargo any longer. It sounds so posh. Yeah, it's literally a self-imposed embargo. Yeah. So... In conclusion, January is a bit shit. We all know that, but we're all in it together. And to get through, we need to keep creative somehow, whether that's a tiny little photo walk or one selfie on your Instax printer, Alex. Yeah, I mean that <laughs> printer. I I'm gonna show this to Emma, but nobody but nobody can see. Look what I did. It looks so Sick. cool, so cool. That was through my Instax printer, but no one's allowed to see because it's under embargo. I think people saw a snippet of the shoot from the the reel I posted about the last episode. So that was me like behind the scenes with my little point and shoot film camera taking photos of Alex. These are um, some other pictures under real embargo that Emma can't see, but I will talk about these in one year when they come cool. out. Yes. Well, I hope that episode has filled you with some motivation and not too much dread. <laughs> or if it did, then join me in my existential crisis. Don't feel the pressure to feel positive and to have like a thousand New Year's resolutions that aren't realistic and will make you feel more shit in the long run because that's what I normally do. What's even the point? Don't even bother with resolutions. Like, why January? Why do you have to wait for then to, to decide to change your life, either do or don't. But don't. That's what um, someone at the gym said to me. The people who say I want to get fit at, like in June are far more likely to stick to their goals than people who do it in January because they're just doing it for the New Year's resolution, not necessarily for themselves. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. We'll if you want to do it, do it, but don't do it just because you feel... I honestly wouldn't January's bother. <laughs> I honestly wouldn't bother. Just live your life and then you die. Live your life. 
live your life hard. Live your life and then die. You're, okay. That's what it is. When you're dying, you're not going to lie on your deathbed and think, oh, God, I'm so glad that in 2023 I didn't have any chocolate. You're not going to think that. Yeah. Just eat it. There you go. And on that bombshell, well, I wanted to say also um, that we know Alex is a busy bee, um, but we're so proud of Grainsplaining and we don't want it to stop. So we're going to keep recording episodes. And if Alex is here, then it's it's an absolute cherry on the top. But if she's not here, she is going to send us a voice note along with her love or um, venom of the day, depending how she's feeling. <laughs> I'm really going to try be there. I just need to work out a way of living independently. Yeah, and I will. But I'm you just finding that hard to like do. But I need some support, I think. And I'm going to try. Early days. You only moved in in the summer, Alex. If you think about it, it's only been like six months or something. So yeah. be kind to yourself. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everyone.